Wow. I received a lot of thank you emails from listeners that loved the vows episode. And so (laughs) I was like, all right, I've got to follow it with this. I have to follow it with the promises you make in this incarnation in your childhood and the imperative, imperative (laughs) reasons for looking back so that you can move forward. I hope you enjoy my time with you today. Welcome to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Thank you so much for tuning in. You could also join me on my social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook, and at my YouTube channel, all of which are under Constance Mesmer. The links can be found on my website, ConstanceMesmer.com. The YouTube channel has a lot of video offerings that I don't get into on the podcast, so you might find it helpful. And um, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. So when we're little and we make promises, some of them are good ideas and some of them need to be reconsidered. This episode is all about the ones that need to be reconsidered because I have to I have to tell you, when I was little, I also made a promise to God to do what I'm doing. I didn't know the form it would take, but I knew I was meant to teach people, to talk to higher realms of spirit and learn the nuances and the navigation of connecting and talking to not only spirit realm, but also animals and telepathic communication with each other. It was a very young age that I set that promise in motion. And then I forgot about it. And then I remembered it again later, which was really nice. But this episode is all about the other promises that we make, the ones that aren't so helpful. Meanwhile, I do encourage you to take the time to close your eyes, sit with yourself, hands on heart, and ask, what did I promise myself I would do in this lifetime? Later on, I'm going to do an episode on soul purpose. Um, So that'll be exciting too. But today, in this episode, right now, I want to get into the promises that we make at a young age that maybe aren't so helpful (laughs) as we've gotten older, but they still hold on to us in some way. All right, here we go. When I was little, I realized that my parents were getting older. And so I made a promise at a very young age that I would never have children because I thought in my little mind, if I had children, my parents would stop getting older and they would not one day pass. The deal with that is I did it so wholeheartedly that I spoke it out in thought to the universe and put it out as a vow, if you will, as a vow, if you will, into the cosmic collective that I am not going to have kids so that my parents won't grow old. What happens here is this became a promise. And it was a promise as a vow that I took in this very life 
Now, as it turned out, I did not have children. I tried on a few occasions, even in vitro and the like, but it wasn't meant to be. I recanted that vow before my in vitro journey, but I also knew that there was a part of me that didn't really want to birth a child. The joke was to myself and others, I said, I'd love to have the experience of carrying a child, but I'd like them to pop out at five. <laughs> so, cause I was like, I'm an Aquarian and detached Aquarian with babies. I'm like, I love them. They smell great. They're so yummy, but oh my gosh, 24 seven. I'm not so sure. I know my limits. So it was really interesting later in life when my husband and I decided to adopt, which was perfect for me. Perfect. My youngest was five. It was perfect. It was all meant to be. But it was interesting. I've often thought about that vow that I took as a young child, as a promise to the cosmos, as a bargaining chip, if you will. If I do this, then that won't happen. Of course, my parents have aged and my father did pass along already. So, however, I think it's important to look through our lives at these little bargaining chips that maybe set some things in motion when we were of an age where we couldn't comprehend the bigger picture, but maybe a promise that we made to ourselves and for our life that might have a ripple effect that might be preventing full expression in this lifetime or full experience in this lifetime. I invite you to consider if there were significant moments in your childhood where you made a promise to yourself, I'll never do that. You know, perhaps you saw a sibling doing something or family member doing something or a friend or you witnessed something where you thought to yourself, I will never do that. There were also times perhaps where um, these words like became mantras, if you will. I'll never have that. I'll never do that. Or I don't deserve that. These are areas when words become mantras or this repetitive subconscious material in our brain, this can derail our life in many ways. And so I invite you to look at some of the patterns of behavior that might be playing out in your lifetime that might stem from an experience in your childhood where it was your childlike mind it was the only way you could reconcile with what was happening. I remember as the youngest of four watching some of my older siblings bring grief to my parents because of their behavior. And this is just life. You know, kids are kids, our kids are kids. <laughs> Sometimes some adults are still kids. But my point is, is I was very empathic and very sensitive and I never wanted to hurt my parents. I'm sure I did. I'm sure I did. We, you know, whatever. Nope. I'm not a perfect child. I was not a perfect child. <laughs> Contrary to my wishes. Am I trying to be holy? Um, but there were moments I remember very succinctly. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But there were also moments when the banter around 
my home life or my extended family was a series of belief patterns that I adopted for a while. Now, this can also play out into kind of a, an ancestral inheritance, if you will, which I will do a segment, an episode specifically on ancestral inheritance. But for today's purposes, I just invite you to perhaps consider those significant moments in your life or those repetitive commentaries that you integrated and absorbed and took on as your own that perhaps then have become promises or vows that you need to recant, that you need to kind of unfold and really kind of research throughout your life as to if it's suitable for you and if it works for your life, right? I've already told you about um, my awareness of manifesting at a very young age. And so I knew that I could get really whatever I wanted, job, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I also knew I was always aligned with the highest good you know, if it was something that I wanted, I was not greedy about it. I was like, no, this would be really fun. And I would like this, you know, and things worked out for me. <laughs> they just did. And when they didn't, I was like, what's going on? Where am I out of alignment? Or do I really, really, really want this? Are my height and are my, are, are my mind and heart in alignment with truth here? Are they in alignment so that it can come forward in my life? But there have been times too, when I've had to say, did I make a promise? <laughs> did I, do I have like a vow, an ancient vow that's holding this back from another incarnation or an experience in my own childhood where I made a promise to myself or, or my family, whether they realized it or not, these were unspoken, right? These were my own mental kind of boundaries or parameters that I put on my life. I'm very, very mental. I'm a very mental, spiritual being, but I'm here to learn about emotion and physical. Those are other things. But I was always sorting, 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 like things in my head and figuring things out and really working with thought to have things happen and not happen in my experience. And so you might want to consider if you've come up against a wall in certain desires that you want or where you might be repeating the same pattern. Perhaps it's not necessarily an ancestral inheritance, but it's a family dynamic that you watched or a worldwide dynamic that you watched, you know, a, a television show or an experience at school or in your day-to-day -day life that you set in motion a series of events based on observation of something that you wanted to kind of control maybe, or have a greater understanding for, or didn't want to have happen to you, you know? So I invite you to kind of look into your own past to see what you need to do to free you up for your future. 
remember thoughts are things and this subconscious or unconscious material that we function from, you know, might really be playing on repeat in the background of your actions and your behaviors and your mindset and your experiences and your abundance or lack of abundance. You know, it can be both positive and uh, comfortable and uncomfortable. <laughs> I want to say positive and negative, but you know, it's comfortable and uncomfortable, ease and no flow, you know, ease and not so easy. All of these things. Yeah. So as I do, I always turn to spirit and say, is that it? What more? What more do you want? And spirit said, listen, this can also be like, I will not be more successful than my parents because I want them to feel good about their accomplishments. Do you hear what I'm saying there? I am going to act this way so I always need their help so that they can feel active in my life. Right? You see where I'm going here? Wow, spirit. Whew. Wow. So take that for a spin in your journaling time. You know? I... I remember meeting this small person who was the spitting image of her mother on an emotional and psychological level because that's how she could feel close to her mother because her mother was quite otherwise estranged. And so she aligned herself with her mother so wholeheartedly in an effort to grasp the mother's love and the mother's care and therefore also suffered in her own life because of it. The things that I've worked to unravel on my table or in my sessions can be really heart rendering for me. Anyway, so give that a look if it resonates. I've also come across people that resonate with the concept life is suffering and personal sacrifice for a greater good, especially when it comes to healers or people in the healing arts. Um, and sometimes what that looks like, it, it could be even people in families that have no boundaries and they serve until they're served up. They'll take care of everybody. They're constantly give, give, giving. And, um, I love that saying, you know, givers need, uh, boundaries because takers don't have any or something like that. Um, and, and so sometimes in these situations where at a very young age, whether it's through upbringing or life experiences where we kind of take on that belief that we need to suffer to serve. Um, I just invite you to look at that again, because, uh, you know, I firmly believe that, uh, life, I say this very gingerly, life can be anything you make it. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of reasons why people, get ill or people are overburdened or 
such as this. I'm not going to get into each and every one of them, but I am inviting you that if the source is a mindset, I implore you, implore you to look at that, right? Um, it's beneficial. So in some of my sections, life is suffering has been a mindset and you know, how is that called upon in their life when they, you know, either they witnessed that in their childhood or they took that on in their childhood and how they hope to unravel it in their adulthood. And so it's just recognizing, you know, these, this undercurrent of mindsets and how they might be playing out and which promises you want to hold on to and which ones you want to kind of move away from. So how would I do that? How would I move away from any of these kind of vows or promises or belief patterns that I no longer associate with, or I recognize aren't for my highest good because I've changed my ways or grown up or matured emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, whatever. Um, mostly what I do with my clients on the table is I have them look at the source of where this material came from. So if it was a mindset that they picked up from a family member or a family member kind of force fed them, if you will, I always invite them to give it back to the family member. You know, there's that great story that wasn't the Buddha that uh, was, or a monk that was given a gift of the, it was a, it was like this person was complaining and complaining about their son that had, you know, you took my son and then my son became a monk and I never see him anymore and blah, blah, blah. And the Buddha's like, you see this gift you're giving me? I'm going to give it back to you. I don't want this. <laughs> I don't, you know, this, I'm sure I'm like messing up the story. But the point is, is when I'm in session with people and they have these, kind of these uh, ways of being in life that they picked up from someone and they can recall the moment or the person, I invite them to give it back to them. Say, here, I'm going to give you this back with love. I don't need it. It doesn't serve me. Maybe it serves you. Or if that doesn't resonate with you, you can also, because sometimes they're, they're like, I've moved on. I don't want it. You might psychically get that. You know, this is all in your mind, right? It's a visionary experience of visualization. Close your eyes if you need to, you know, journal out what's bothering you, what promises you made and where they came from. And one at a time, either bring it back to the person and say, you know what, I, I got this from you. I'm just going to give it back to you. Or if that doesn't resonate, then you just put it up to the light. I'm going to give this back to the cosmos because this doesn't, this doesn't work for me. So I want it removed from every cell of my being from every aspect of my life, from every pore, and I give it back to the universe. And instead I infuse myself with light and love and a regenerative essence of spirit that is of the highest truth. And then what's the opposite of that promise? You know, fully restore yourself to the opposite of that promise so that you can be restored and healed. And then also in that moment, ask what more should I know or what more do I need to do to resolve this so that I can move on? And then always, especially if you get guidance and help, you know, thank you, thank you. You're going to resonate with it. You remember all the clairs? We've already studied the clairs. It's going to resonate with you, right? It's going to, you're going to feel it maybe, clair sensation or clair sentiment. You might get emotional, right? Um. 
and clairvoyance, you might get pictures or clairaudience, you might hear words to help guide you. So your intention is to kind of do a, is a reconnaissance mission, like where you go in and get yourself back. Like I'm going to go in and, you know, this might be scary territory, but I'm going to go in and get myself back and, you know, be myself. Get, you know, I'm going to pull myself out of here so that I can be better healed and more myself and capable and aware of my life and how I want to live it. And then beautifully notice through the rest of the week or the day how your life is changing. You know, spirit's telling me, you know, sometimes people can slip back to old habits of these old vows and promises. So catch yourself and make the decision. Do I really want to do this? Do I really believe this? Do I need to believe this? Is it helpful? Is there is it a pattern that I want to move away from? And what can I do in this moment to step away or change? You know, because sometimes we just repeat, repeat comfort of familiar <laughs> misery or whatnot, or we're unconscious. We're unconsciously going through the motions. And so always, as with everything, your feelings are going to help guide you. Are you feeling happy and true, authentically you, heart and head in alignment? You know, even for the people that suffered in silence or personal sacrifice for a greater good and were the family caretakers, there's times when they're like, I'm just going to have a different set of boundaries. I'm not going to give at my own expense. I will give, I will help, but it's going to be more on my terms and not serving till I'm served up or sick, right? This kind of stuff. I know you got this. I know you'll know how to do this. But I'm just saying I would definitely take the time and 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 you might even want to light a candle. It's very sacred work you're doing. You're doing soul recovery stuff, right? And um you're doing soul recovery stuff and we're even though we're on the karmic chakra, you're kind of sorting through lifetimes in this lifetime, which I've seen happen before. So I'm very proud of you. I'm getting goosebumps. I'm very proud of you for taking the self care and the steps for self nurturing and self loving and spirit saying, as opposed to self loathing. So I would really look at that. If you have some self loathing things, what are you upset with yourself about or, you know, what brings you drastic troubles to your inner peace? Lots of places you can start this journey from. But the end goal is to feel relief. And sometimes because we're like layers of an onion, right? There's layers like this week. If you look, it might be some things come up. And then next month, if you look, it might be some other things come up like, oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Check me out. You know, when I go home to visit family, it's this pattern of behavior. I slide right into that pattern of behavior. You know, or when I'm with those certain people at work, I slide into that pattern of behavior. And why am I kowtowing? Or why am I blah, 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 not standing in my power? Why do I let that person get away with that? You know, what's that relate to? Where does that come from? Where does it stem from? Hands on heart, eyes closed. How can I resolve it? What do I need to know? What's my lesson? You got this. I so believe in you. You got this.
So I do hope that you take the time to look back so that you can move forward. I hope this has been a beneficial session for you and will continue to be one until you've like sourced out and purged (laughs) the weeds that are kind of dragging you to a certain lifestyle that doesn't suit you. I think doing this work, which is real soul work, is so empowering. And so always end on happy notes, right? If you uncover some stuff that you're like, oh my God, don't feel upset with yourself because usually those things were put into place by a childlike mind or because we wouldn't take the time to consciously go into it to unravel it. But you're doing that now. So I applaud you. I so, 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 so applaud you. And flip it. Anything that was a burdensome promise or vow, flip it to a positive statement. Even with the vows from last time we were together, if you were listening to the previous episode, you know, flip it. Flip that. You know, the vows of poverty, flip them. I live a life of abundance and money flows easily and I get everything I need and want and it comes in (laughs) wondrous ways. Whatever works for you. You know, I'm always turning to God or my guardian angels and saying, okay, how can I say this? Like, so it's really empowering. And then the words flow down. So try it yourself. Just trust the first thing you get, close your eyes. And when you set the intention, it will happen. I'm excited for your life. I'm excited for the magic and the mystical connection that's unfolding that is you. I so appreciate you. You've been listening to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Thank you so much for tuning in. Legally speaking, this podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for medical diagnosis, treatment, or the advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat a health problem or condition. Always check with your doctor. Thank you.